anything grand happening. I've just really decided that I'm going to own my days even the more. And that being said, I was I um, actually I was talking to Morgan Tamaria's connection. We were talking today, and I told her. Um, I said, Morgan, I said, I really uh, feel like I've crossed the threshold here because my computer crashed yesterday, and I, I could have chosen, you know, two ways to react, and the the, the, the Tammy, the, the other Tammy, uh, would have let that ruin the rest of her year because I did lose, I, lo- I lost some stuff, and it's my own fault because I kind of saw it coming, but I thought I had more time, so mm-hmm. I'm just like, Whatever, I, whatever. I'm gonna take it in. If they can get it back, yay. If they don't, then God, you just want me to have a fresh start with some new stuff, and I'll start over with my new computer. Compl- you know, including a new computer. So we're just gonna. If they, if they can't get it, you know, I said welcome new things, including a new computer. But it kind of <laughs> after I thought about it, you know, I thought, wait a minute, you're not supposed to act like that. You're supposed to be upset and ma- angry. <laughs> <laughs> and throwing stuff and mad at everybody because you waited too long, or oh, whatever. And so that just it just kind of was funny to me to think about it. You know, just how like how you, and that's how it should be. Like it is, it is. Uh, I went to church yesterday. I went to church with uh, Chris. Shout out to Chris, um, who has been like for the last year saying, "I'm going to get you and take you to church with me." And so. I went yesterday, and I'm so glad because it was it was Rodney. It was on transformation. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it. Was, yeah, everything is just coming together in your world, isn't it? That was the topic. I'm like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, and it was really, really good. So you would think, you know, people probably would think, well. You know, that's what y'all show is about. You probably know everything about that. Nope, I learned so much from that guy. I was just sitting there taking notes and learned so much from him. Um, so I, it was it was a great service. I wish the church was not so far because I would, and I'm still gonna go back. But it is it is it is a bit farther than than I want to. Uh, I don't know drive for church. And, and that's just my own preference because I, wherever I decide to go, because I am ready to, to to get back into a place where I can kind of plant my feet. But it's got to be the right one, of course. And I want it to be mm-hmm. close. It doesn't have to be around the corner, but I want it to be close enough to where I can I can get up and go and be there 15, 20 minutes max. You know? So, yes. um, so I enjoyed that. That's. The highlights of my my weekend was just just going, and I so started not to go. I had every reason, kind of made tried to make up every reason not to go, but I would have really missed out had I not gone because I I met some great people, heard a really great sermon, and and you know came back home and and just kind of chilled with the thought of my computer crashed. So, um, <laughs> good deal, good deal. Um. So I'm operating. That being said, I cannot open the chat. Are you able to see it, Rodney? Uh, if, and if you can't, I can. It, what it's telling what it's telling me when I try to open it is that I need to. I'm working off of my. I think this is a tablet, <laughs> so that I've had quite a while, and I'm kind of well, just pulling it out. We don't need to learn out. what it's called. We don't need to learn what it's called now. 
look, I started to go next door and get the little boy to show me how to post on Facebook, but I finally got part of that. Something's not right. I'm just used to, I think, the mouse, and I'm not. It's taking me a long time to find what I need, and so I um, it's telling me that I need to upgrade my Flash Player by clicking this link. But if I click that link, I'm not sure if it'll knock me off of the blog talk. So I don't want to click that gotcha. link. But if I'm, I have to, I'm in. Will. I'm in. So if some if something comes up, I'll uh, I'll read it. So I'm I'm okay. in the chat room. Great, super. So I'll figure that out later. I'll I'll download that later, you guys. Um. So let's see. Tonight's topic. It is. Let's do the episode info. Tonight's topic is, are you stuck? And, Rodney, I, I, I was late, so late getting this posted, or even coming up with it. And what happened is I, for the third time, you guys, I have seen The Shack. Miss Earlene and hmm. I. <laughs> what was that, I like Rodney? <laughs> oh, I, no, Did I didn't you laugh. Mary and I talked about it yesterday. Have you seen it yet? We have not seen it yet. We, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, about what we did see a little bit later, but I'm, I'm going to let you go okay. ahead and get that out. Okay. You guys have, you, you just got to go see it. But Miss Earlene and I went Friday afternoon, and again, that that was my third time seeing it, and I'm ready to go back again. I, I actually thought about going back yesterday um, by myself and just kind of soaking in it one more time. Um, but I was sitting there listening, and without giving the movie away, um, there is just one part. Well, there's several parts because I got I'm sitting in the movie taking notes on my phone, so um, kind of weird, but you know that's okay. It's what I wanted to do. Um, so I, there's this part where the question is is kind of asked, you know, why am why why are you doing this? Why am I here? Why am I having to go through this? And the answer was because this is where you got stuck. And that just sent chills through me. Um, and I'm sure I heard it, you know, the first scene, first showing, first seeing, whatever, second one as well. But this time, and every time that I've gone, it has I've just gotten new stuff, new revelation. It's just has, has, it has spoken to me in a different way, um, greater meaning. So... That that was the answer. This is where you got stuck. So I thought that's the that's the that's the topic. And mind you, this is Friday night, so I didn't set up show until actually yesterday. I figured, oh hey, I can do it on my tablet. And that's when I pulled it out and started trying to fumble around with it. Um, but long story short, it made me think about my life. I started to kind of go back and say, well, first of all. Not where did I where did I get stuck? Because for me, I feel I feel like it was many times. Like I got I got stuck, in stuck, in stuck, and in stuck again. And so, um, of course, that comes with not dealing with things and and just kind of. Uh, so it's, I, I kind of visualize this, this you know driving a car and you get you stuck you get stuck and as soon as you think you're out, you get stuck again. And that is the that that's just the continuation of of it all. Or I thought about being stuck in traffic. How do you feel, particularly traveling? I, I remember um, I used to travel a lot, and I, I would drive everywhere because I didn't like to fly. Actually, I was afraid to fly for a very long time. And 
um, I remember one day, I think I was coming from Georgia to Memphis, and you're just kind of going about your way. You have your, your day set. You left in time where you want to get there at this time, and you're driving along the interstate, and you cannot see what's ahead. But then I get to a moment, to a part, to a moment where I can see, and all I see is just cars forever. And I'm approaching that. So I'm about to get stuck in traffic. And I remember just feeling like I have no control over this, none whatsoever. Um, and back then I wasn't the one, wasn't that type of person who was okay with getting off and taking a detour because I just, I knew my way and to get off and take a detour would kind of freak me out. It would just kind of send me in a frenzy because, I like to just have it mapped out, and I always went the same way, so much so I knew what was coming up. Um, so I was stuck in traffic for a very long time, which took me off course, which made me late arriving. And so making this applicable to life, it is, it is, it is the same way. We, we, we cannot control um, what happens to us for sure, and in most cases, how it happens. But we do, we do have a tendency not to deal with things when it happens, especially if it makes us examine who we are in ourselves and 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 our um, our part in what has happened is happening. And so that's that's how this this topic came about. Again, for those of you who just popped in. Um, seeing the movie The Shack for the third time and, and, and the answer to a question, basically the, the question was, why am I here? Um, you know, why am I having to go through this? And the answer was, because this is where you got stuck. So I'm going to read the very short episode info description for the show, and I'll read it, and then I'm going to turn it over to you. I need to get your thoughts. Um, are you stuck? Imagine feeling stuck in life but afraid or simply pretending to be oblivious to the personal fear of confronting the issues that keep you trapped. Are you feeling stuck? When did this feeling begin? Why are you stuck? What are you willing to do about it? And then it just says, join us tonight, dying to live, what's holding you back? Um, and we've not we've not been consistent in reading that part, dying to live, what's holding you back? I want to put that question out there that statement, then that question out there to you all for you to ponder on this week. Uh, again, dying to live, what's holding you back? Is it the fact that you're you're stuck? You've gotten somewhere and it's it has hurt you so bad or it has um, just kind of uh, put you in a place to where you you've you've bought into this idea, to this plan that was interrupted, this plan for your life that was interrupted by life. And I think that happens a lot. We have this uh, this idea of what life should be for us and how it should be, not really owning up to that life takes work from us. It takes a dying to self in most cases to really get what you what you feel you deserve, and certainly what what God has for us for our purpose, it does require a dying to self, a daily dying to self. Um, 
So that's kind of my, my spiel. Rodney, turn it over to you, and then we'll kind of take it from there. Okay. Um, so be- before I uh, jump into that, um, I do want to share this uh, announcement real quick, Tammy. Um, we'll kind of take it from there. Okay. Um, we got a feedback. I'm hearing. Oh, oh, that was that was me. <laughs> I think it's gone now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, for those of you who either have children or uh, who are who are in school, or your grandchildren, or um, you are connected to children or education in some way, um, even if it's uh, you're a teacher or you know um, educators, uh, please let them know that uh, there's going to be uh, a town hall uh, sometime within the next few months in your area, no matter where you live, and it's uh, presented by the National Education Association, where the president of the uh, of um, NEA, uh, Lillian Eskelson Garcia, is going to be going around and doing these town halls, and uh, it's essentially about uh, the Ever Student uh, Succeeds Act, um, and so I know it's going to be here. A month from now, so Thursday, April 20th, is going to be here um, in Manassas. It's going to be at Stonewall Jackson High School at 7 o'clock p.m., but I know that this is just where she's starting. Um, She's going to be traveling the country and just educating um, um, everyone who who shows up, parents, students, educators, the community, um, elected officials, um, any and everyone, um, just educating um, people on ESSA, which is the Every Student Succeeds Act, um, and then giving you guys a chance to um, ask questions and just so that people know. I know we haven't done a show on education in a while, but just so that people um, are aware of what's going on. And if you guys just saw, like, the latest – budget presented by the president, uh, education is going in a different direction. And it's something that we need to stay on top of. Otherwise, um, your child might fall uh, deeper through the crack than the system is kind of promoting right now. Um, So we definitely need to um, stay up on these things. So just be on the lookout, and if you um, if you hear about it coming to your area, please go out and please um, take people with you. If you want more information about uh, the one that's here, for anyone listening who might be here in the Northern Virginia area, uh, just reach out to me on Facebook um, or email me or call me. It doesn't matter, and uh, we'll definitely um, – uh, get that information over to you. So I just wanted to put that out there, Tammy, before um, I gave my thoughts on the topic. Uh, hey, hey Rod, let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Let me ask you a question about that before you move on. Do, is it? Do you know? 
I, I, I did some search as you were talking. Is this in, in relation to ESSA? Did I hear you say ESSA town hall meeting? Or no? Yes. yes. Okay, I see that here for, 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 for Memphis, it was, we had one December 14th, 2016. Do you think oh, that okay. this is something that started over for this year? Because if so, then I'll try to find it and I'll post it as well. Find out. Do you think that it's okay. something that is occurring for 2017? Yeah. Uh, the lady um, who I talked to who works for NEA, um, she was saying that this one is the first one for the year. So my um, guess is that they're going to be traveling and doing this um um, I guess throughout the year they're going to be traveling to different places around the country. Okay, so there is a site that says for more information, contact essa.feedback at tn.gov, and the lady is Hillary Nudson, um, and you can contact her at hillary.nudson at tn.gov as well. But again, and I'll give it out again later, but I'm assuming that you could probably find out for all areas just by putting, you know, just uh, changing the T into your state, but it's E-S-S-A dot feedback, one word, at tn.gov for Tennessee. So, again, you may want to, for those of you who may be interested, and I'm with Rodney all the way. um, I mean, I've gone to meetings like that, and Brandon was out of school. I mean, because... If you think it does not affect you, even if your child is not in school now, you know, going to be going a couple of years from now, or you think about the children that live in your neighborhood, if if we allow them to fall short, um, then what are they going to do while you are at work? What are they going to be doing? You know, these scoping out your house, yeah. your car, yeah. your time when you come home. So it does affect you. So regardless if you have children or not. So I'll read that one more time. E-S-S-A dot feedback at T-N, and that's for Tennessee, dot gov. So, again, replace your state. If you're in Georgia, then G-A dot gov. And if you forget this, then do do what I did. I just went by what Rodney said, Googled town hall, education town hall meetings in Memphis. So do your area. Um, so. Just wanted to get that out, Rodney, just piggybacking off of what you put out there. Okay. Sounds good. Are you ready now to get into the show? Yep, ready. All right. So uh, I will. I must say that when I, when I first saw this, Tammy, um, my first thought was fear. Uh, whenever I think about people being stuck, um the the word the word fear just pops up because I think that fear keeps us from moving forward. I think fear keeps us from setting goals and then taking the necessary steps to try to reach them. I think fear keeps us from being proactive. I think it keeps us in the in this holding place um, to where we we're we're, we're afraid. I guess to make a mistake, so we 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 can't get out of this stuck place because we're afraid that hey I might take a step and I might fail, or I might take a step and I might fall. Um, I don't want to 
come out of this out of this state because of what happened in the past. Um, because I think a lot of times, as much as we like to believe that we are, uh, I guess, certain people, you know, we, we like to believe that we're independent. We like to believe that we're individuals. We like to uh, believe that we are healed. And in reality, we are we are not, and so we get we get stuck looking in the past. It's like Lot's wife. We turn into this pillow of salt, and 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 we can no longer we can no longer function. We can no longer move because we should have never turned around. We were delivered out of a situation. And then for whatever reason, somewhere along that journey where we were just moving further and further and further away from that uh, that situation that we should not have been in, God delivered us. And then for whatever reason, we decided to turn around and look back. And when that happens, obviously now we become paralyzed. Now we can't move. And I think there are I think that a lot of us are afraid to look forward or to get out of that place because even though we know that what's behind us wasn't good for us, it's comfortable. At least we know what to expect. It's easy to stay in a bad relationship because I know what's going to happen. I know it's just going to be bad for the next 30 or 40 years. But it's easy to put up with that because I know what to expect. I don't expect anything different from uh, my husband or my boyfriend or my wife or my girlfriend. It's easy to stay at a job um, or get stuck at a job because while I hate getting up in the morning going there every day, at least I know what to expect. At least I have job security. At least I make a decent salary. It's easy to, to, to get stuck there because, one, there's no motivation for me to do anything else, and there's definitely no self-motivation. I, I can't get myself up to want to do something else. And so... We're afraid because what if we leave this job, although we can't stand it, we hate it, we hate the people we work under, we hate the people we work with, we hate the people we have to deal with, but at least we have benefits, at least we're uh, earning a salary to where, you know, we can pay our bills and uh, go to happy hour every now and then and, uh you know, at least we have that stability. But what if I decided to pursue another job or another career or even step out on faith and go and open up my business because I have these ideas? We get stuck in that place because what's around us is familiar to us. What's around us, we're used to seeing. And it's hard to say, I'm going to walk out of the door when I don't know what's out of the door, yet I 
and used to the things that are inside of this room or this box that I've put myself in. We lose you, Rodney? Sammy? Okay. Nope. Okay. Nope. Um, <laughs> I, I, I agree, Rodney. Um, there are so many things that we allow ourselves to get stuck in, um, whether it be, you know, I think stuck in life is just your your overall. Like there's so many things that causes one to to just be stuck in life. So this show is about again examining yourself, determining where did you get stuck. And as I said earlier, for for me, I would have to ask that I would have to answer that question several times. Um, even now, I think as I think about this topic, I'm still going back. And I'm uncovering um, places where I allowed myself to get stuck. And you you can get as, as Ronnie said, fear I think is probably one of the, the the one of the greatest of them all. Fear for sure. And then what are you what are we afraid of? And Ronnie said, afraid of making mistakes. We have to ask ourselves, why are we afraid of making a mistake? Isn't that how we learn? How, what's the greatest way to learn is of, of mistakes that are unknown to you? Now, I, I don't believe that we, we should have to reinvent the wheel. For, for example, if someone says to you, hey, the building's on fire, go, get out. Don't go try to figure it out. Go, don't go try and figure out, is it really on fire? And, and so often we don't learn from our mistakes. Neither do we we trust people enough to learn from from their mistakes, um, and I think that has a lot to do with pride. So we can we can get stuck in a prideful attitude. We can get stuck, like Rodney said, job in our job fear. And and take take jobs for instance. If you are if you feel stuck, if you go to your your job every day miserable, or you come home miserable, if it's not satisfying to you, if it does not serve purpose for you, what are you doing about it? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's another big question. Wherever you are, whatever is keeping you down and out, if, you, if you've been searching for a job, if you've, been, if, you, if you've been trying to find your way out, you feel like you've been fighting your way out to get something, then ask God. It is is do you want me to work? Am I to be an employer, an employee or an employer? Mm-hmm. Because there are things that God has given us so that we can birth them that we don't have enough umph. We don't have enough of whatever to go after it. I think about on shows like this, I think about the like KFC, Popeyes. They sell chicken. That is their main thing. How many do we have? Like you, you will see a KFC, you will see a churches, you will see a Popeyes. For most, for the most part, all in the same area. Yet mm-hmm. they thrive. They thrive. They are not going out of business. In fact, they're building more. There is enough of whatever you have, and there's enough of what you have for a lot of people. There is enough. There is no way in the world 
that Butterfly Evolution can connect with everybody on Monday nights. Even if everybody wanted to listen, we couldn't do it because we, we, we just couldn't house that many people. There is enough to go around. And I think also getting stuck is we keep our eyes on other people. We look at what others are doing, doing and we measure that. We measure that back on ourselves. Can I do that? Well, I didn't have this. Well, they have this. And then we get into another thing, being stuck in victim mentality. I'm a victim. I wasn't de- dealt the cards. Well, there, there's a quote that says, life is not a matter of having good cards, but playing playing the hand you were dealt well or something like that, playing your hand well. And some of us won't even play it. How many times for you spade people? I know I, I've, I've had that, that luck where you just, I, I can't even get one book, you tell your partner. And somehow you and your partner end up winning and you end up getting four or five books. But your your perception of the, the hand going in, oh, I, I can't help you, partner. And we look at life that way. We look at life like, okay, I, I, I can't do this, and we give up. And you find yourself stuck, which means you're going to find yourself angry, and so on. So much in life is, is not going to go right because anytime you are stuck, think about how you feel. Just think about being stuck in, in traffic, stuck in a line, stuck anywhere. Just think about that. And so being stuck affects your entire life. Even if it's one area that you find yourself stuck in. Because what that means to me is you're reliving that moment, that circumstance, that occurrence, that pain, whatever it is. So if we're going to be stuck, let's find something great to be stuck in. Like drive, commitment, hope, happiness, choosing, choosing to be, whatever that is, choosing to be, because no matter what side you find yourself on, you've made a choice, whether it's you you feel stuck, guess what, you made a choice to be stuck, that you do have control over, you do have, Um, Rodney, I forgot to mention, and I think Morgan is on now, I'm going to check, we do, Morgan, um, Tamaria, thanks to Tamaria, connected me with um, Morgan Avery McCoy, and I hope I'm saying that right, had a chance to talk with her today, great conversation, and I, um, she was going to call in tonight and promote what she's doing. She's actually here in Memphis, and I, I do plan to go out and support her tomorrow. Um, so I wanted to bring her in to tell us about what she's doing in Memphis and anywhere else she's going to be in the future so that you guys who are listening, uh, please support her. And then also after the show or doing the show, if you don't mind, um, share the link that she is going to share on Facebook. So for those of you who have Facebook, if you don't mind, uh, once she posts and share the, the events with us, especially for the one tomorrow for anybody who's here in Memphis and can go, please do support her. So we're going to bring Morgan in. 
uh, to tell us about what she is doing. Morgan, Hi. are you there? Hi. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. How are Thank you? you so much for having me, Tammy and Rodney, and all of you listeners. I'm great. Good. Good. Right. So tell us what's going on tomorrow. Yes, I'm so excited. I came all the way from Richmond, Virginia, to come back to the beautiful city of Memphis uh, to bring my show, She's Got Issues. She's Got Issues. And uh, the show, we, we toured it uh, this morning at Southwest Tennessee Community College, the Macon campus, and I will be going to the Union campus on tomorrow. And I'm really excited. It was, you know, the show deals with real topics, topics such as, sexual abuse, topics such as domestic violence, uh, third-generational households, breast cancer, singleness, loneliness, depression, adultery. I mean, some real topics in the show. Um, even though it's dealing with heavy topics, I utilize comedy and drama to bring attention and awareness. My, my whole purpose of doing this show is um, bringing that awareness, affirming the audience, and also giving a call to action so we can do something about um, these issues that we and other people face. So we, we had a great turnout today and really want to extend an invitation to all of your listeners to come to the show tomorrow. Okay, so that tell us again where the time and maybe the room number. Yes. that is, is it going to be in the auditorium or where? There? Yes, absolutely. Again, it's Southwest Tennessee Community College. It's 11 a.m. It's free. And it will be in the auditorium, room 109. It's the M, as in Morgan Auditorium, M Auditorium, um, or room 109. That's where the show will be taking place. It's one hour, um, so from 11 to 12. So people are able to maybe take an early lunch or scoot away for a little bit. I know it's smack dab in the middle of the day, but it's definitely a show that brings forth a lot of healing, deliverance, um, and uh, and breakthrough. So I'm excited. We had you know, people present in the show today that, you know, started connecting with some counselors to, to begin their healing process. I'm so really excited about people being able to talk about real stuff that we deal with. And, and unfortunately, a lot of times we feel like we don't have the freedom to be honest about where we find ourselves or what happened to us as children or um, things that affect not only us but the people we're in relationships with in the future. And so um, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be a be it's a pleasure to have the chance to do the show wherever I get to, and so I'm really honored to come back to Memphis to, to bring this educational and motivational show. Okay. Are you going to be anywhere else um, coming up? And if and tell us that and then tell the audience how they can actually follow you, find out more yes. about where you're going to be and what you're doing. Um, absolutely. Thank you for that. I You can check me out on all my social media is Morgan Avery McCoy, M-O-R-G-A-N-A-V-E-R-Y-M-C-C-O-Y. Um, also, my website is MorganAveryMcCoy.com. I do, I'm doing a lot of college shows. So I have a show at Norfolk State University next week, actually March 28th. And um, Richard Bland College, you know, we're, we're going to different colleges. Our church already is from today. And the first lady said she wants to bring you back to Memphis in about two or three months to bring the show for her church. And I actually just had a TV interview, impromptu uh, TV interview, and they want to bring me back as well. So if you follow me on social media, you'll be able to stay abreast of when I'm coming back to your area 
or also if you go on my website, you can join the mailing list and you'll be emailed monthly, just my monthly itinerary because sometimes, you know, we'll get a show book within, you know, I could book a show today for next week. And so if you're on the mailing list, you'll be updated pretty regularly about what's happening and I'm also on my social media. I am also producing my first feature film. It's entitled Finding Boaz, and uh, we shot half of it last week starring a celebrity comedian, Coco Brown, from Tyler Perry's uh, TV show, For Better or Worse. It was a great shoot. had a wonderful time on set with Coco, and I'm really excited about the project. And so you'll be able to stay updated about that, that movie and the process and when the screening will be and all that good stuff, too. Okay, okay. Rodney, any questions or, or, or comments? We need to get Rodney out uh, there to um just to uh audition for that, that play I seen. Okay, that Rodney, come on. <laughs> Y'all already know men men don't have no issues. So we just go and we support <laughs> No, it's not a is it <laughs> We we get our popcorn. And our uh you know, we we we, we, we watch all of y'all issues. Oh no, because when you see she's got issues, you're gonna realize she's got issues is because he's got issues. <laughs> no, I just wanna I just wanna I just wanna say congratulations, um, on your Thank play and you. everything that that you're doing and uh I was excited to hear that you'll be in my alma mater next week in Austin State. So yes. uh we wish you all the best. And uh, let you. us know if there's anything we can ever do for you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Are you going so to one more post? I was going to make sure you give give the information out one more time if you're gonna before you leave. Yes, Southwest Tennessee Community College Union Campus tomorrow, 11 a.m. Room 109. That's M Auditorium, Union Campus, 11 a.m. in the M Auditorium, Room 109. Okay, Rodney, you were going to say something. I'm sorry. I was going to ask if there was a link that we could share on Facebook. Is there a way that we could find a link or something that uh, we can put out there right now? I'm trying right now to do it. (laughs) uh, I'm on my Facebook. I'm about to tag Tammy with the flyer. So if you can... Or I can, and I can, I don't know, I think I have to be Facebook friends with you to tag you in the flyer, but if you um, could share what Tammy, she's going to share it. So I'm about to send the flyer out right now so other people can see it. Okay, Okay, that sounds good, and and we'll definitely uh, pass it along. Thank you. Okay, thanks so much. Um, If anybody has any questions for Morgan, I think she's still there now would be your time um or if you want to bring her to your city your church um your organization please do reach out to her if you if you lose the information you can go back and listen to the show and get it or or connect with rodney or myself and we'll get you the information so morgan anything else i don't know if we no, lost god bless it. you guys thank you guys for having me on the show and i'll and see I, you tomorrow I, Yes, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, and kudos on doing what you're doing, talking about real things and inspiring people. We need more shows like this. So um, I, I bless you guys, and I thank you all for having me on the show. We thank Absolutely. you, and thank you for all that you do. Super, right. super. She's, she's doing some awesome awesome things. I, I um, listened to a video 
of her that she and her husband did. She's newly married, um, I think, three months now, I think. And I was thinking we have got to bring her, her and her husband on to talk about um, their story because I listened to it and I thought, oh, gosh, it just, I don't know, just registered and it seems so authentic, so real. Um, so it's one of those videos that will give you hope um, if you're if you're looking to be married or married, you know, it just kind of inspires you to that that it does exist. And some of the things um, I remember uh, Morgan said that I'm, she asked God, she was praying for, she didn't want someone else's husband. And when you first hear it, you instantly think, oh, wow, someone else's husband. But she's saying, I don't want someone else's future husband. Send me my future husband. Don't let me do this dating stuff. And so I just thought that was so cool, and um, they just—I don't know—they just brought some some great points to to dating, to being married, to wanting to be married. Um, so we'll have to bring Morgan if you're still listening. We'll have to bring you guys. Yep, you're still on. You'll have to bring you and your husband back on to to talk about the the. I'm going to say the marriage ministry. I, I guess that's what it is. Um, and if it's not, it should be. So. We're going to bring you guys back on, you know, let let us know, connect with Rodney or Tamaria or myself, and we'll get you guys on just to kind of talk about and give people some hope for love, I guess I should say. So, all right, we're getting back to um, being stuck. That's, that's a great place to start. You know, stuck on the fact that I will never find love. I will never have that meaningful relationship. And, of course, if you think that, then everyone that you meet, even if there's a possibility, you're going to sabotage. Because if you're stuck in any area of your life, what we miss is that all the areas in your life are going to be affected. Maybe not in the same way at the same time, but also in the shack. I remember uh, this brings to mind there was a saying that if anything matters, everything matters. And so if you're stuck in anything, you're going to be stuck in everything. Maybe not to the same degree, but you cannot live life completely and fully being stuck in an area, particularly those areas that deal with with life and growth and transformation and, and purpose, because you're going to have that fear, because, and, and because you are living in the past. You're living in whatever it was or who it was that you got stuck on or for. And so this this show is really right now, I think, just a spinoff to everything or spin from everything that Butterfly Evolution is about. Um, And that, of course, is dealing with yourself, dealing with your own stuff. So often we try to blame someone else parents, life, uh, again, what I don't have, what I didn't have, what I should have, who I should be. Um, And in most cases, what you think you should have and who you think you should be, what you think you should be doing, you've not put the work in to to obtain it, to be it. Because you're, Rodney said, fear. I don't want to make a mistake. Pride. You know, anger with life and everybody else. But, again, you make a choice. 
If you're stuck, you've made a choice to be stuck. If you're free, you've made a choice to be free, and you are you are making that choice daily. It's one that you have to continue to make because, I mean, I raise my hand. Rodney and I come and do this show. Now, I'm not like Rodney because Rodney's a man, and they don't have issues, and they are great. <laughs> but me, <laughs> there are days where I have to say, wait, 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 wait. What's going on today? Why are you feeling some kind of way? And 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 if I'm honest, you guys, I, I really some days I don't have an answer for it. I really don't. But what I can do now is make a choice. Am I going to stay here or am I going to move forward? I'm going to make a choice that this is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. We have so much, so much to be thankful for, so much. But yet we will choose to keep focus on pain, what hurt me, what did someone not do, what did someone say, I deserve this, I deserve that. Well, if you deserve that, go get that. Go do that. Go make that happen. It starts with you. It is no one else's fault how we deal with things that happen to us, how we deal with it, how we choose to move forward. Rodney? (laughs) Tammy, (laughs) so something just uh, came to mind. I don't know why and what made me look at this. (laughs) And then I want to back up to two things that you said um, towards the beginning of the show. Um, but I think it's because you said the last thing you just said was um, it's about you. If you feel like you deserve it, then you go and get it, right? Mm-hmm. Look at the word stuck. What letter's in the middle? You. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you, you are, are in the middle. Oh, I got it. You are in the middle. You are, you are in the middle of stuck. <laughs> I like that, Ronnie. <laughs> I don't. You you just kept saying you, and then I just happened to look, and of course you put you you put stuck in all caps, so it just stood out to me because I had it on the. Uh, episode info, and I was like, that is interesting, because you are right in the middle of stuck. So if you can't get out of being stuck, it's because you're right in the middle of it. Mm. It, it is all about you. I'm going to go back to two things that you said uh, earlier, Tammy. The first one is you said people are stuck because they are looking at what other people are doing. Your life is not the same as anybody else's. There might be similarities, but they're never the same. Your testimony is not supposed to be somebody else's testimony. Your path is not supposed to be the exact same path as somebody else's. However, at times, you will be on the same path as other people. However, it's not meant to be the same way forever. 
So take your eyes off of what other people are doing or how fast they're doing it. I couldn't get out of college because looking at because I was looking at what everybody else was doing. Everybody else was finishing in four years. I wasn't. That wasn't my path. Tradition says I should be finished with college. I graduated from high school in 2000. I should be finished with college in 04. So I was stuck because of this um, this thing that I put in my mind that, hey, I'm supposed to be doing this by this date. God never said that was my path. He never said that was my route to graduation. He never said that I would be finished in four years. And to be honest, maybe if I had a different mindset, maybe I would have been finished in four years. Remember the Israelites took forever to do something that should have been a, a very short time. So a lot of times, you you are in your own way. Stop looking at what other people are doing. Stop thinking that just because your mom and dad have something, you're supposed to have it too. Or stop thinking that just because your friends or family members are in a certain place in their life that you're supposed to be there too. That's that's not the way it works. I can't think of who it was. Um, and I and I really wish I could. And if somebody remembers uh, the name, um, but who was the the brother that was in the Bible? The brother that was sold into slavery. His siblings got mad at him. No, it wasn't David. Was it Jacob? I I can't remember. But either way, the whole the whole point is, um, and for you guys who know the story. He was sold into slavery because his siblings were jealous of him. Siblings got mad at him. He was sold into slavery. But what ended up happening years later, that turned out to be the best thing for his family. Joseph. Joseph. That's who it was. It was Joseph. And he went through all of that. He went through all of that, being separated from his family, being sold into slavery. But look at how God elevated him. And the ones who sold him were the ones he ended up blessing in the end. You don't know why you are being taken a a particular way in your life. You have no idea. But just go. And be satisfied. Go and work. Go and do something. Because you just never know. Uh, Tamaria mentioned this earlier today. She was talking on the phone to one of her friends about how a few years ago, a couple of years ago, two years ago, something like that, two and a half years ago, I made up in my mind that I was going to do this education summit. And the idea came to me because I uh, I was a panelist at Al Sharpton's education and I was like, you know what? I can do this. I need I need to do this. Um so I'll do it. Um back where I am in Virginia. Because it was such a successful day. I was like, do it on the stage with Al Sharpton, like I can do this in my ass. Well, guess what? 
didn't many people show up. And I remember uh, a close friend of mine came up to me and she said, this is really good. I really wish so many more people were here to listen to it. And I said, well, they're not. But even though we didn't get the crowd that we were expecting, because I went through with it with the help of uh, my wife and Tammy and so many other people, and it was more people there, I guess, that were working or vendors or panelists or moderators than there were actual people in the audience. But from that, news reporter was there from a uh, a local newspaper. And the newspaper isn't doing that, doing all that great. Um, but she was there. They just don't have the staff uh, to cover everything that they want to cover. But anyway, so they, they cover the education summit. It made the paper. But this lady refuses to lose touch with me. And she introduced me to this guy, and the guy met me and then had me as the speaker for the Martin Luther King um, celebration this year at a community college, and they paid me. Then when I got there, the people were so impressed. I got an email about preaching at somebody's fifth Sunday service at the end of April. Imagine if I had never had that education summit. Or suppose I had it and got the 200 people in the audience that I wanted, and that was it. That was the end of it. Nothing else came up. You don't know why you go certain ways in life or why things turn out the way that they do. And I know it's a cliche and it's worn out, but all it takes is one. All it takes is one. That one lady showed up, and more opportunities came because that one lady showed up. And then opportunities were birthed off of that first opportunity. So stop worrying about what other people are doing. Because not with Al Sharpton saying, I mean, it was it was packed. It was at NYU, and, I mean, there were so many people there. But I ain't Al Sharpton. So where Al Sharpton was blessed because there were several people in the audience, there weren't many people here. But it was still a blessing. The second thing I want to go back to what you said, Tammy, was people playing the victim. Let me tell you, that that irritates me. That irritates me. Because you are not a victim. Even if you had no control over what happened to you, you are not a victim. A victim is a helpless individual. You are not helpless. Something happened to you, and there was nothing you could do about it at the time. Maybe you were a child. 
Your biggest weapon is forgiveness. That's your way out of it. Forgiveness. Doesn't mean that, you know, it won't cross your mind or you're going to forget that it happened. However, when you forgive, you can move forward. Because forgiveness means that it no longer has power over you. Don't be a victim. I tried I tried doing that too. It it doesn't work. Don't be a victim. I grew up in a two bedroom, one bathroom apartment with up to sixteen people at one time. Guess what? I tried to play the victim. Oh, we're so poor. My dad is not here. We're scrambling for food towards the end of the month. And life goes on. Life goes on. My mom was making minimum wage um, the entire time we were growing up. And granted, I left when I was 12 years old, but and minimum wage at the time was $4 and, I don't know, four four $4 and some change. And she's trying to support four children at $4 and some change an hour, eight hours a day. It don't add up. And at first, I wanted people to feel sorry for me. But that was the worst thing that anybody could have done. You don't want people to feel sorry for you because you'll find that it will cripple you. You can't move forward or you can't get out of this stuck place when people are feeling sorry for you because you get comfortable and it feels good. And so you want to stay there. You want to sit there. You no longer dream. You no longer have any aspirations. Why? Because, hey, I'm, I'm comforted. I remember um, this guy that I used to work with, he, he said, he said an ignorant person is like a dying man on morphine, just suffering in comfort. And so when people start to, to pacify you and baby you, that's really what you become. You're just suffering in comfort because you're still miserable. So what are those things? The, the, the question says, what are you willing to do about it? What are you willing to do to come out of that place of being stuck? What are you willing to, to do to move forward? What are you willing to do? Because, believe it or not, if you are stuck, chances are you haven't used all options. Tamari will tell you, and then I'm going to turn it back over to you, Tammy. Tamari will tell you, I don't do traffic. I do not do traffic. And she will tell you that I will find some highway or some road where there's no traffic. Because... I just have a problem sitting in traffic. So if you connect that to what we're talking about, it's the same thing because being in traffic is just being stuck. So if you're if you are stuck, chances are you haven't exhausted all options. 
or you might think it's more beneficial to being stuck rather than looking for an alternative. Me, I just can't do it. I have to keep on moving. And so when we're traveling, and anybody who's been in Northern Virginia, D.C. area, you know that the traffic here is terrible. Sometimes it could take you an hour, hour and a half, to take a 10, 15-minute drive. But rather than being stuck, I will find a way. And I think that we have to do that in life. If you are stuck, that the very next thing after you ask yourself, why are you stuck? Have you exhausted all options? Because if you have, then maybe it's just where you're supposed to be at the time. Maybe you're not stuck. Maybe you're just where you're supposed to be. Tammy? A couple of things, Ronnie, and I'm going to go back to the first being the crowd. So often I I, I truly feel like if we if for those of you who are going to take this this topic and do something with it this week and for the the rest of your days um crowd is something that you really need to consider or think about so often we we think that there's there's powers in numbers especially when it comes to and I'm not saying that there's not but when it comes to Personal growth, uh, transformation, change, if, if you have to realize that if, if you're stuck, in most cases, then you are following the crowd. You have, you, have become, you have become conformed, and I'll say, to the patterns and to this world, and your vision and, and I just think this is just this is just it, and, and and rarely will I think that this is this is it. Your 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 vision, your perception of life is based upon the world. What the world says uh, brings one value. What makes you valuable? Uh, what is making it? And just as Rodney said, he doesn't do traffic. It's, it, it is so important to know who you are, what you do and what you don't do, what you will do and what you will not do based on your values, your purpose, what you're thriving for. It, we should get to a point in life where people, we don't have to say no because we've, we've become so defined in our living that people know, don't call her, because she's not going to do this. She's just not going to do this. Don't call her. That, to me, is living. And it doesn't mean that you, you don't make exceptions for life. But, like, again, Rodney, just Rodney saying, I don't do traffic. I just don't do it. So he, he already is, is, is on the process of an alternative way. Where here I am, I will I will sit in traffic because 
get this. Also, Rodney, when when he said that, made me think about me. I'll sit in traffic because I fear getting taking a detour because there's surely there's another way to get here or wherever I'm going. But my fear is I don't like to feel like I don't know where I am. That I'm lost, <laughs> especially when I'm traveling. Like that, that just freaks me out. Like I have no idea where I am. I like knowing that. Two X's up, there's a Captain D's. Because I've traveled this road so many times, I can literally <laughs> tell people, when you get off this exit, you'll know you're right because there's going to be a Popeye's to the right and there's, you know, a Shell gas station to the left. And this is traveling because I go the same way. Now, do I need to change that? Absolutely. I need to, I need to get lost one day. I need to figure it out. And so also... <laughs> Get, being stuck allows you to grow if you are, if you decide or if you say, hey, I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to choose to be uncomfortable for a minute. And, of course, with discernment, because, yes, it would be crazy for me to, to decide this 1 o'clock in the morning or something if I'm traveling and by myself. It would be crazy for me to try to take that detour in a, in a sense. So with some discernment, but we need to be able to, matter of fact, Becoming, getting out of being stuck is or should be doing some things different. Just choose to do some things different. It could be something as little as go to a movie by yourself. Go eat dinner by yourself. Go do something alone. Change, change something. And that's why we tell you guys, move your trash can. I, I, I find joy in moving stuff around now. I mean, how does it look here? What will it do here? How many times will I go back to that place? I mean, I literally, I'm having to go just get kind of crazy with it just to see if if, if, if I will follow what I've done. Something as small as, uh, I love candles. For those of you who know me, I, I love, 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 love candles. So what I've started doing for me, it might sound crazy to you all, but it works for me. It, it reminds me. I, I will try to put my cigarette lighter that I light my candles with a different place every time. So and some days it works and some days it doesn't. Sometimes I'm I'm so mad at myself because I can't can't find it. I can't remember where I put it. And some days I do good, but I've noticed the days that I do my best with going back to where I put something is the days that I feel more at peace when I've made a choice to silence my life in a way to eliminate the the chatter, to eliminate people that I know, you know, get me kind of frazzled inside when I start eliminating those people, and that's okay. That is perfectly okay for us, for you, to disconnect from people that send you there. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't and should not be able to regroup Enough to where people don't move you. I can be in your presence, but you are not going to move my spirit. But sometimes that takes going away, healing, and coming back. So being stuck is, is, is about so many things, but like Rodney said, it's you in the middle of being stuck, literally, even in the word. I think it's so profound what you saw there, Rodney, but... You know, so I wanted to say that, that stop looking for crowds. 
Stop looking at Matthew 7 and 14 tells us about what, I mean, it, it, it is really important in thinking about crowds. But yet we we tend to want people there. Look what came from Rodney's event. Here it is years later. Like he said, it wasn't a great number of people there. And I've, I've learned, Rodney, to just, I mean, really, sometimes I think the smaller the crowd the better, because I'd rather speak to 10 people who understand, value transformation than 200 people who are just following a crowd just to be in the midst, just to be there, just to see who's there, what's going on. You know, it is so, it's just, it's it's a waste of my energy. It it truly is a waste of energy to, to look out and see a crowd of people who are going to do nothing with what they're receiving. If Rodney and I were about numbers, we would not we would have stopped this show long ago. People people don't follow this show unless they are pursuing change. And to pursue change consistently is a tough thing to do. Truly tough. So, again, we, we, we have to get out of the victim mentality. If you see yourself as a victim, then you are a victim to your choices, to your decisions. That you Even to the decision that you are stuck. So I hope this show challenges somebody to get up tomorrow. First of all, choose ye this day that you will just be happy, if for nothing else, life, rest. The ability to see, hear, smell, taste, if nothing else but just for that. Now, all those things that you can do, you can see, feel, hear, taste, use them to get out of being stuck. What can you do today that will change your tomorrow? Because guess what? If you remain stuck, you know what your tomorrow will be. You know what your future will be. What kind of life is that? What type of lesson is that for parents? What are we teaching the children? So um, are you stuck tonight? If so, where did you get stuck? What are you going to do about it? How? How do you address it? How do you address it? And, again, one one of the things that I will say is you got to – well, I'll say two things. Number one, you got to start stepping out of your box. And you, you do, I think, have to start that slowly. Do some things different. Do something that scares your socks off of you. Get bold with your living. Bold with your living. And do it every day. Don't allow yourself to think Defeat, fear, and I'll and I'll, I'll I'll say this: you have to be intentional, mindful, every day, sometimes a couple of times a day, about who you are, what you want, and honest about your actions towards that. Because if you're stuck, you're just stuck. You're gonna you're sitting there. 
you're sitting there. You just you're just waiting. You're giving the power to something or somebody. And that's not life. That's just not life to me. And the word of God. I just think it's so important to stay connected. In whatever way you choose to stay connected, we have to stay connected. Because I feel that is the disconnect, that we truly have a longing for that unconditional love that only comes from God. And and in addition to that, because we we long for that unconditional love, we fit, most of us feel we've never had it and never will, and so life is from a distance. Distance. We live life as if it's the life we want is so far away, so much so that it's not obtainable. And and I know from experience that is a miserable life. That is miserable days, miserable life. Rodney? Tammy, I want to read. We got a caller. Uh, We got a caller. Oh, look at that. You know I'm all about the callers. Go ahead and pull in our callers. Okay. You going to pull it in? Or you want me to? I will. I can do it. That's fine. We're going to pull in a caller from area code 901, last four digits, or three five. Two one call you're on the air. Hi, Rodney, Tammy. Um, what I'm about Hello. to say may be a little bit far fetched, but I want to throw it out there. I just almost feel it may have something to do, may have a lot to do with my age. I don't know, but I just think it's almost if, and I, I guess I'm speaking to believers. If you are a believer, and at some point in your life you've made a decision to want to know and to seek God's purpose for your life, and you feel that you, you that has happened, I just almost feel that it's impossible to be stuck. And I say that because if you, if you really feel that purpose, which means that if you do, you're not measuring your success or what you do or what you don't do or what you have or what you don't have by other standards. You're measuring those things by what God has set for you to do. And if when you get to a point where you feel that you're in that place of being stuck, it, it just becomes a waiting place, just a place to wait, not a place to be confused, not a place to uh, decide that you've gone the wrong direction because if you've got that clear understanding that this becomes my purpose, then you're just waiting for another door to open. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, that really might have something to do with, with that. But and one more thing, too. One of the things that came to mind while Rodney was talking is that I think maybe we, we have to make a decision, well, again, maybe having to do with my age, whether or not your life at the end of it should be a period at the end of it or a comma. Mm. And if it is a comma, it just means at the end of this, of whatever has been attained or not attained, it's just, it's just a training place. Mm. And, that, and that comma means there's more. And that's where your area of concentration is, especially when you're in that, that period of your life where you feel like you're stuck. And then you, you stop concentrating so much on the temporal and you become more concerned or become concerned, maybe not more, because I think it depends on your age, with eternal. 
which means that there, whatever has been attained or not, is the training ground. It's just a comma at the end of it. It's not a period. A little far fetched, but those are my thoughts. No, not far fetched at all. Um, that is my favorite quote of the night. At the end of your at the end of your life, is there a convo period? That is my quote of the night. You got you got to post it and tag Miss Arlene Rodney. You got to post it almost, and tag almost her. But that that is that is important because that's looking at. I mean, that's transforming your stuckness, if that's a word, because you think waiting. But again, it goes back to putting God into your life and allowing um, allowing yourself to be available so that the desires are the same. Um, and then you start to live out purpose because I, I, you, I think you're exactly right. When you, when you are, you are living that life, um, what, you know, whatever that life is, when you have, I'll say this in a better way, I guess, when you, when you have chosen God, that stuck, stuck them is different. It's different because there are times where you are going to feel some kind of way, and I think changing that word you in your waiting waiting zone. I know for me, I started to think about life um, in the desert, and I realized, or came for me, just for me, that I feel like I'm always going to be in that desert during this process, but never alone. Never alone in that desert because and and I, and I do feel like sometimes you're let out um, of the desert to kind of uh, figure out what you've learned, how you've grown. But oh boy, when you go back in, you're farther and farther into the desert, into that desert. But you're 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 at the end of your life. I think that's when you know that you will have a period and not a comma is traveling that road or through the desert, I say for me, through that desert with God and and the willingness to surrender, to surrender all, to die to self, to pick up your cross every day. Your cross, not someone else's, not someone else's stuckness or making up some words here, but your stuff. And, again, we I think we have to take our, our eyes off of the world and um, – Measuring ourselves accordingly, and there's no measuring yourself with someone else when 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 you when you are allowing God to mold you to 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 work through you. So I I think those points are great, Rodney. Mister Aline made me think of the uh, the scripture. Uh, it's in First Corinthians, the third chapter, uh, and. Just starting at the first verse, and it says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you, and then it just goes on to... Um, Different things. It says, "There's envying and strife and division. Are ye not carnal and walk as men?" And there's a question mark at the end, um, because she was saying that you know, if you are believe, if you are a believer, um, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but if you are a believer, then how can you get stuck, or how 
uh, can you be stuck? And I think um, that's a really good point. And, Tammy, you say all the time that oftentimes we get stuck on the creation and not the creator. And I think when that happens, it's easy to uh, get into this paralyzed state where it's it's difficult for us to move forward, whether it be physically, um, spiritually, emotionally, because God is not going to have you in this stuck state. Now, God may have you in a position um, where you're waiting, but you're not going to be stuck to where you can't move. Um, And keep in mind, sitting still doesn't mean that you're stuck. Because if you think about like an airplane or a train, you're sitting still, but you're moving. So that doesn't mean that you're stuck, but but don't get it confused. When we're talking about being stuck, we're talking about you, you, you really just can't move. You can't go somewhere, and it's for all the wrong reasons. You're not, you're not waiting on God. Um, you're, not, you're not being patient. Um, there's no long-suffering involved. It's nothing that's coming from God. You yourself are in your in your way. You yourself are your are your own enemy. You yourself are keeping you from going forward. That's what we're talking about. So, in other words, get out of your own way. Don't hey, Ronnie, you hinder... may be Go ahead, Tim. Um, this this young lady um, that I was talking to in Barnes and Noble, and, and she's a, she's a young young mother with three kids, and she was kind of in the middle of should I be home with my my kids or should I be working? She had, she was a stay at home mom who kind of just started to feel like you know I can't do this, you know this is not living, and da 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 da, but but. Through our conversation, she was now having second thoughts about going back to work because she's missing so much. She's missing her kids. She's missing so much of that, and, and they were four and under. And so she was, you know, it's it's night. Someone's keeping kids, and so I share with her. I said there is there is nothing, nothing more that you will regret. If if you are a mother, if you are here contemplating, if you are in 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 a dilemma about did I make the right decision, and it wasn't a decision based on need of money or having to work, it's that you know I'm I just I, I can't do this. It has to be more to life. And I and I hear I hear I hear her as we talk about this. And there's such confusion, but I think there's such a natural state for most women. I won't say all. There's such a natural state in us to want to be home with our kids and nurture them. But if we look outward at society, it tells us just the opposite, that, oh, you can have it all and, and you should have it all and, and no one no one should stay and want to just be a homemaker, a, a mother. But it's just, just that alone, think about how easily we are influenced by society's um, 
I guess, blueprint for life. And then before you know it, you are taking that upon yourself and making decisions that you regret that put you in this state of confusion, even about something as important as parenting. Something that important, we make decisions based on what we get from society. We don't, we rarely embrace. And so that, the reason I think I thought about that, because Ms. Erling brought the, the, the point about waiting. You're in a waiting period rather than being stuck. And I think about so many, so many women particularly, and it could be men as well because we have men now that stay at home. How, how terrible is it to have an opportunity where you are not forced? You don't have to have that too um two parent the two parents working how awesome is it and should be to be able to stay at home and raise your kids and do it with joy but because there is somebody has created another way for this that makes us feel like if we don't surrender to that way then this must not be life we will miss out on the joyous things of just being able to stay at home and see our children take their first step. Or I, I just had, and I think she's still on, just had one of the listeners today. Her 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 son had his first encounter with his potty. How awesome is that to have, to you know, to get that joy, to see that. How awesome is that? But so often we will be so stuck until we we don't see how blessed we are. And the, and a lot of the things we are stuck in and feel like but we get stuck because we feel like we're missing out on something or someone. Or, again, the blueprint I have for my life is different. It should be better. What is better? What is better? And then if you get better, what is great? What is better than better? So we've become this society of people that we always just want more, more, more. Because if you get what you want tomorrow, guess what? You're going to want something new. That's going to grow old. So another thing may be to embrace, figure out where you are. Embrace that for just a moment if it's parts that you know you're stuck. But if it's waiting, find the joy in that. Make it brand new every day. Find the joy. So, I mean, that that's what it's about to us, you guys. So I hope I hope you all hear this, go back and listen to it. But if you feel like you're stuck, um, there's too there's too much out here, too many too many ways that we can we can learn about things. Um, I would say show up in your life, show up in your life. If you're not crazy about your life, then you need to change your life. I just think that we serve too great and great and powerful God to live this mediocre life especially when I say mediocre, one that we're angry, we're, we're not hopeful, we're fearful, um, sad, 
wanting more all the time. What we have is never enough. We want the the big house, the cars that we're going to have to work forever to pay for. I saw a posting, and I believe it was on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, said, I was not created to work and pay bills. This is not life. Now, that is not life. I can pass people now and see them sitting on their porch or sitting outside, and that is the, that is picture perfect to me. Like, Like, let me get a picture of this. That seems like joy to me. But we're so busy. And we're so busy wanting things that that are going to do what? What is it going to do for your soul and your spirit? Your inner man. What is it going to do for our youth? What is it going to do for the people that you love? Your your husband, your wife, your family. What is it going to do? What is it doing? Maybe not what is it going to. What is your life doing for you? Are you happy? Do you wake up? And I'm not saying every day. But for the most part, do you have more greater days? And by great, I mean peace. Love, joy, or is your mind focused on things? Even 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 if if you don't have everything you want, if your life is not, if you don't have the perfect job, perfect marriage, then what are you doing to get it? And do you want it for you, or do you want it? for the world and so that you can get what the world says you should have in order to be valuable. And to that I say, look at the people who have much and tell me what they look like. Tell me what their spirit looks like. Tell me what your discerning spirit discerns about their spirit. So if things were it, we say that all the time, if things were it, if stuff were it, If a pretty face with some nice clothes were it, we should be okay, but we're not. So, Rodney, I'm going to turn it over to you, and if you're good, I'm good with trying to get out of here at a decent hour or minute because (laughs) we're almost at the second hour, aren't we? You know what? It's all good because it's been a great show, and so, you know, we're going to end on a positive note. We are not going to worry about the time. Do you have any announcements before I close out the show? Because I have a few quotes and a few scriptures I'm going to read before I play uh, our beloved theme song. Um, let's see. Should I do this now? Um, do you want to mention Morgan's thing one more time? Yeah, I do have her here, um, so let's do that, and then I will, I think I'll hold my announcement until next Monday, or even maybe the Monday after I need to, um, I will have one next Monday for sure, I'm sorry, next Monday or the Monday after, just depending on how things go 
over the next week. But for Morgan, um, Morgan's event is tomorrow, 11 a.m. It is free. It is at Southwest Tennessee Community College, the Union Campus here in Memphis. Um, Morgan's uh, show is it's a, it's a, it's a one-person show that she's been doing uh, colleges, churches, I believe, as well, and it's called She's Got Issues, and it's dealing with no- domestic violence, um, sexual abuse, just just many things. And, again, it is tomorrow, Southwest Tennessee Community College Union Campus, free, 11 a.m. to 12. It's a one hour. So if you're near, you can take your lunch break. Um and, and kind of come in, just tell them maybe I'll be a little bit late, but you're able to get in and get out. And it's in the auditorium M, as in Morgan, 109. So M, room 109. It should be pretty simple to find. Um, that's a pretty, pretty easy campus to get around. Um, so if you can, if you're in Memphis and you're free, please try to get out and support um, Morgan and things like this. So. I plan to do just that is just take my my lunch hour, sneak out, um, and get back in here and and, and just, you know, begin working again. But I do plan to support her. And so hopefully you guys who are listening and share. I'm going to share the link on my Facebook page. And for those of you, you know, if you can, please share it on your page and ask people to share um, and come out. So I think that is it for me, Rodney, for now. I'll get my stuff in next Monday or the Monday after. Sounds good to me. I'm going to read these uh, two scriptures. I do want to say once again, uh, be on the lookout for the ESSA town hall that might be coming to a city near you or someone that you know. If you are in the Northern Virginia, D.C., Maryland area, um, it will be here April the 20th at 7 o'clock at Stonewall High School. So um, if you are able, uh, please make your way out. Uh, Make sure you RSVP. Again, if you want more information, you can email me or contact me through Facebook, call me, uh, send a pigeon, whatever you have to do. But please know that education is very important, and so are your children. Um, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures, Tammy, and then I'm going to read some quotes uh, by some well-known people uh, as we close out the show. Um, Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, verse 18, it says, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field shall honor me, the dragons and the owls, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. The next scripture I want to give you guys is Philippians, the fourth chapter. Beginning, excuse me, beginning with verse four, it says, "Rejoice in the Lord always." And again, I say, "Rejoice." Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, 
But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to be abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed to be both to be um, instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And these are just a couple of quotes that I'm going to read to you guys. Twenty years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did do. That's from Mark Twain. And another one from Mark Twain. Keep away from people who try to belittle your ambitions. Small people always do that. But they're really great Make you feel that you too Can become great And The next one From Maya Angelou If you don't like something Change it If you can't change it Change your attitude From Jim Ron If you are not willing to risk The usual You will have to settle for the ordinary Finish each day and be done with it. You have done what you could. Some blunders and absurdities have crept in. Forget them as soon as you can. Tomorrow is a new day. You shall begin it serenely and with too high a spirit to be encumbered with your old nonsense. That was Ralph Waldo Emerson. (coughs) From E.M. Forster. We must be willing to let go of the life we have planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us. And the last one from Norma Cousins, it says, is not the greatest loss in life. The greatest loss in life is what dies inside us while we live. This has been another episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Tammy and I want to thank you guys for tuning in with us another Monday. We'll be back next Monday, same time, same station. Good night, everybody.
I'm able 